and welcome to another episode of Breaking Down the Tape. For all of our listeners, you'll realize that this started off a little bit differently. You just heard the intro. You didn't hear any Hey Hectors, Hey Zachs, because it's only Zach. There is no Hector. We miss him. Don't worry. He's not dead. He'll be back. He's just working. He just doesn't like us enough to skip work for us. But this week, I have something a little bit special. We've got two special guests, Return of the Pibs. And uh, and Braden from Noble Sports Guy, the podcast, and uh, we'll be talking a little bit about what each of these gentlemen have to offer, and uh, talking about a little bit of football. So, with no further ado and no more gilding the lily, Braden, why don't you tell us about Noble Sports Guy, bro? All right. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm I'm excited to talk about my podcast a little bit. So uh, the name originally came from my father-in-law because my last name's Toro, and everyone loves to coin that term. Uh, I mean, my car license plate was El Toro for a while, so that's Makes good, sense. I guess. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> With a last name like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, got, got to support my Chilean roots a little bit. So, uh, But my podcast originally started as just a solely NFL football kind of content thing it was a, a way to shoot off steam and then I have a two-year-old daughter her name's Penelope if you ever listen to my podcast you'll hear her scream and come and talk and people have told me they like that so I don't take it out there you go. <laughs> uh, she was going through my TikTok one day and came across Lois Cook I'm sure anyone who's uh listened to breaking down the tape they know who Lois Cook is uh Yep. Came across her TikTok, and uh, that's kind of what started uh, me focusing more on women's sports and giving them a voice. I uh, I focused more on women's football, but have interviewed a couple other people. Uh, just having to tell their origin stories. That's what I call it. Is their their uh, beginnings, like what got that, what got their oil going, what got the wheels greased, and it's just kind of cool to hear their stories. They're all unique and special in different ways, and. I actually have Brittany from uh, Ravon coming in on Monday to yeah, kind of buddy. talk about that app. So it's kind of bringing a positive outlook to women's sports and just it's just all pro women. Being that I'm the only guy in my house, uh, I want my daughter to have every single chance I had in the sports world because I played football, basketball, and just how women athletes get treated in general is not great. So that's what Noble is in, in a nutshell. I love that you took the noble, get it, noble, noble, uh, the route, like, because the the reason that we have Braden on is, A, we like to collab with other artists and other people and stuff like that, build the community, but B, Noble Sports will be the newest brand under the expanding Breaking Down the Tape umbrella, uh, so we're excited to have him on board. Um, obviously, you know, Braden's going to be in control of his own shindig. He's still going to be doing his thing. Um, I'm a little bit jealous, by the way. I'm going to have to yell at Brittany uh, because I've offered for her to come on breaking down the tape and she got all bashful on me. She's like, oh, no, you really don't want me on. I'm not very good at these things. So apparently she likes you more than me. So thanks, Brittany. I know you listen. Thank you. But uh, but no, so yeah, Braden's gonna be the newest newest contributor to the media conglomerate that is breaking down the tape, and uh, as always, we have James down below for all of those who watch on YouTube. If I get this out <laughs> with pound for pound, I, if you guys have forgotten, pound for pound is James, where he talks about um something 
that that is near and dear to his heart <laughs> trying to find a way to be nice about it <laughs> the cleveland browns uh so why don't you remind the fans uh, about pound for pound there james thanks zach <laughs> uh yeah i mean uh, i've been doing the pound i did i started what we did pound for pound Probably like at the seven eighths mark of the season, we decided, hey, let's start a brown show. Yeah, um, came over, uh, but then I've been doing Browns content. We start. I'll start doing the off season stuff this Sunday. I think we have it at one o'clock. I said, I believe so. We yes, sir. Live. And um, I've been doing college football stuff for you guys, which is a, my my heart home. Yeah, mostly James mostly James. who the Jets should draft and not mess up the draft, but. <laughs> they need all the help we can get. Um, yeah, so I, I suck at crediting things all the time. And James is like super like I'll I'll be in the chat like, ah oh, fuck James, that's my bad. I did not credit you. He's like, ah no, it's all good. So then anytime you see a well thought out, well planned graphic with an even more well thought out description, it is James. If I don't credit him, it is James. Maybe the people to be Braden, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, we're excited to we're excited to be expanding. I know I speak for Hector in that, and like I said earlier, Hector is uh, off working, you know, paying the bills and shit. So we just couldn't make it work this week with him, but he'll be back on. He's still the regular co-host. So yeah, guys, um, that's you have anything else before I break the commercial? No, not really. I don't have a lot going on up here. Same. Please hold while your hosts go crack another beer. In the meantime, you're welcome to grab some alcohol of your own and like, follow, and share us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and SportsMe for all of your football and sports needs. And we're back. Typically, this is where we do a trivia. We have a little aviation gin bottle in front of you, do a little bit of promotions, let you know that StreamYard is where you should go to do your podcast. Tell you that you can find that link in our bio for a referral code and all that stuff. But we're going to skip the trivia, not the advertisements, because did you see what I just did there? That was that was slick, wasn't it? Wasn't it? But anyway, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. I know Hector and I talked about the Super Bowl last week, but I want to talk a little bit about with these gentlemen, and then we'll kind of get into their individual teams and tell me how the season went. So uh, what would you guys think about the Super Bowl? <laughs> we'll all jump at once now. I know. I, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to give Tory Braden. Uh, I, I like I like Matthew Stafford. Don't get me wrong, but as a Seahawks fan, I in good conscience couldn't root for the Rams. I, I was rooting for the Bengals. Like I don't know. I'd rather die before I root for the Rams. I and I mean I really I really hope Aaron Donald retires because then Russ doesn't have to run for the rest of his life. So <laughs> Well there's still mean, popular. <laughs> true. But it was a good game. It was a lot better than the Rams last Super Bowl appearance, so they scored more points. So true that. Uh, effort. <laughs> true that, man. Yeah, I mean I I I was so torn. If anyone listened to last week's episode, I was so torn on who I wanted to win because I'm a big Joe Burrow fan, but I've been preaching the Matthew Stafford way. But James, what about you? What did you think of the Super Bowl? 
Let me start off by saying that, like I, I said this in our chat, but the Zach Victory Tour was just a masterpiece. It was on TikTok. I felt like every other video on my For You page was you going, huh, Matt Stafford is good, I guess. Huh. Oh, there's that article. Suck it. And he's like DXing him. Um, uh, I think the score like going into half is a little deceptive. I don't ever feel like the Bengals were in that as much as they were. Um, I, I think they got a couple lucky breaks, and I, I feel like the Rams really controlled the game throughout. Uh, there's not much else you can say about it. Like when one aspect of their team kind of fell behind, another one was there to pick it up, and that's what you need to be a winner. And they did, and that's how they got their crappy little parade that looked like I don't know less than a Fourth of July parade. All right. So real quick on the parade thing and the hype and the the so before the Super Bowl, you know, everyone was shitting on the Rams about, you know, their their Super Bowl hype party or whatever. And then, you know, everyone's getting on them about the parade. They're in L.A. You can't do shit in L.A. They still think it's the height of the pandemic. I don't want to get into politics with people, so don't at me. But they still think like if you sneeze near someone, you're going to kill an entire population of people. So, like, you can't really blame them when you're not allowed to, like, form an actual parade. Just Cut saying. to an Applebee's ad in the middle of that. Um, yeah, I guess <laughs> I mean, it's also not it's weird to say because it's such a big, historically, like, huge sports mecca. But I feel like the fans only care, like, at the games. Like, they're not going to show up to a parade. I mean, How it's also why. Uh, true, and it's also why the Rams left in the first place. Let's let's not forget their original home was bandwagon LA. Bandwagon fans, bandwagon fans, Honestly. bandwagon fans. <laughs> zero. <laughs> at least with, zero. At least with St. Louis, they were ge- they were genuine fans. Like St. Louis had genuine fans. LA, they're a bunch of bandwagon fans that don't know anything about LA football. So. Brandon, I'm confused as to where you stand. Can you elaborate a little bit more? I feel like you're being cryptic. <laughs> so, so I didn't mind them in St. Louis. I felt like they had legit fans who were die hard, would die for their team. Like, and that was a that was a fun time. That was when Steven Jackson was uh, the star running back. I, I've actually met him a couple times. He's from Vegas. Cool guy. <laughs> Yeah, my best friend's dad went to high school with him, so. There you go. Yeah, the connections are uh, kind of cool, but I don't know. Just seeing all the videos of fans in L.A., just different questions that they're asked, I'm like, come on, man. Like, either this is completely staged or you're a bandwagon fan. I, mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel like there are a lot of bandwagon fans in L.A. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not, Again, it's why, you know, L.A. left it the first time. But to James's point, I agree with you when you said that they never really feel like it never really felt like the Bengals were in this. I agree with you with that going into halftime. Now, obviously, you know, that touchdown coming off of the the complete missed offensive pass interference is a lucky break. But it was at that moment. Hi, Penny. (laughs) We get our first Penny appearance. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she's trying to show you her bow. I love your bow, Penny. It is beautiful. Zach, where's your bow? This better love Penny's bow. <laughs> What'd you say, James? I said, where's your bow? 
My bow? Oh, don't worry. I got you. <laughs> but my daughter left this downstairs, so. Oh, come on. That's adorable. I like him. There you go. So that's what's going to be on for the rest of the night. Anyway, despite my unicorn face mask, after that, after that touchdown to Higgins, it was at that moment that I was like, oh, shit, if the Bengals can capitalize on this lucky break, right? Because that's what these close games come down to is whether you can capitalize or not on those lucky breaks on those big plays. It was at that moment I was like, oh, shit, they, they might actually do this thing. They might actually take this away from them. You know, yeah, but it was it wasn't just that. I mean, they even had the interception that like Matt Stafford. It was the receiver that ended up going in for OBJ, who I don't even know his name, Mister. Um, and he like overshot his route and caused an interception. Like yeah. <laughs> moments like that, like they should have been able to capitalize and at least get another score out of that. I didn't think they scored off that second play. Obviously, they scored off the T Higgins thing, but right. I, I, something in my gut like didn't have that same Joe Burrow feel where, like they were gonna yeah they're gonna get back in this I was like I don't know. I, I didn't feel it see well, I don't know it's, I, it's hard I, when you have like two seconds to throw the ball that's also true that's also true but I will say you know I definitely think that Burrow is not that I think any quarterback can thrive with the kind of pressure he gets under, but I think he does a very damned good job of doing better than mediocre in it. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's he's <laughs> successful under that kind of pressure. Not that you want to see him ever like that if you're a Bengals fan, but he didn't seem to buckle like most people. You know what I mean? Like, he still made good reads and shit. James had clearly... It definitely gave gas to the uh, swell over Chase fans. Like, that definitely, like, fed them a little bit. Um, but I don't know. I, I just I – I'm not comfortable. I don't want Joe Burrow to be sitting behind no one. And they have the cap to make moves this offseason. But, like, this was an evident game where, yeah, you can make it to the Super Bowl without a bunch of – your franchise quarterbacks like that risk. Also a fair point. Now, my question with the Bengals is, and I posed this to Hector, is – do you think that the Bengals succeeded because of Zach Taylor or in spite of Zach Taylor? I would say in spite of. Yeah, I agree. I mean, even off off that first Chiefs game, I said Zach Taylor was going to be the downfall, which he was. They winning, but there were some weird choices, and eventually it caught up to them with a much better coach and Sean McVay, and look what happened. True that, true that, which is another coach, not under fire, but wondering what's going on with him, whether he's going to leave the uh, leave the coaching world and go to be a broadcaster. It's hard to turn down $15 million a year. Let's be real about it. Uh, here, here's the Zach Taylor thing I want to point out. The biggest shining moment is towards the end of the game when you're on third and one and you run with Samaj P. Ryan, when you have Joe Mixon, and I guess the thought there is – you know, hey, they're going to expect us to run if you have Joe Mixon out there. Cool. He's your better running back. It's the third in one situation. Put him out there. Or pass. <laughs> you need I don't, I don't disagree, man. I'm I'm sure Braden will agree with this. You know, it's you put your best players out on the field. Like, no disrespect intended to Samaji Pirine, but 
I, I'm definitely wondering what the thought process was to look at your two backs and say, you know what, Joe Mixon, we're going to outthink ourselves. And why don't you take a seat here and we'll let good old Samaje handle this. Like, I don't know. It was kind of, what say you, Braden? What do you, what do you think about that situation? I think it was a dumb play. I mean, finally someone listened to Seattle's logic and decided to run the ball, but they picked the wrong running back. Like, <laughs> like I, I will never understand that. I, I kind of understand that Super Bowl play, but at the same time, it, it, it still hurts. But when you have Joe Mixon, who's been killing it all year, you trust your gut. You go with the guy that's going to get it done, and i I mean, even with, like, guys like Marshawn Lynch, you knew he was going to run it up the gut, but that didn't stop it. Like, I think the same right. thing would have happened with Joe Mixon. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I think it's one of those things. It, it's like the one thing that I rage against consistently is, like, these advanced analytics and statistics and people outthinking themselves. And, well, in this situation, with exactly this much time left on the clock, if the quarterback flinches his left eye then that means like shut the fuck up and just play football like put your best player out on the field and let him go make a play and zach taylor outthought himself in this one and he didn't put his best player out on the field and he didn't let him go make a play do, yeah do no. either of you guys think Oops, say again james fire zach taylor i don't care i don't care about the extension well that kind of leads me to my next question is do you think the Bengals will make it back to the Super Bowl in the next couple of years. Fire Zach Taylor. Fair enough. <laughs> no, no. I'll let you go. There's that TikToker. I don't know. He was a huge uh, Bengals fan. I don't know his name, but he got before the Super Bowl. He got a tattoo of Super Bowl champion. I'm yeah. like, first off, you're a moron. Like. <laughs> Anyone who plays sports knows that there are superstitions in sports majorly. And, I mean, way to jinx yourself. For On his behalf, they need to make it back to the Super Bowl and win it at least in the next couple of years because then he can kind of get that tattoo fixed. <laughs> yeah, right, before it gets too out of date. Yeah. You're going to say champions. You broke up there, James. What? You're breaking up with me? No, I'm not breaking up with you. I still love you, but you're trying so, to break up with me. I said maybe you can just change it to AFC champion. Right. <laughs> we'll get, like, the Colts banner up there. <laughs> so, flip side, what do we think about the Rams? We've sold out. This is like a, a – you know, they accomplished the goal. They don't have a first round or I think like a second round pick for like the next year, two years. I know they don't have a first round pick for like two or three years. What say you? What are we? Do we see them back in the Super Bowl next year? Do we see NFC champions? What are we looking at? Uh, I'm not gonna buy it. I, I I do think they cashed out for one year and it makes sense and it's gonna work. But on top of that, you, you get Robert Woods back, great. I think OBJ was a difference maker enough on that team. So losing him for however long with that ACL is gonna suck. Vaughn Miller is getting old. He had a great playoff run, but I don't expect him to be back. I think he's going to want to chase the bag for one more, at least like big two-year deal, Jadavian Clowney style. Um, you're still going to have your cornerstone. You're still going to have Cup. You're still going to have Stafford and Ramsey and Donald, but 
you don't know if they're all going to play that same level. And the NFL is not the same year in and year out. People are going to adapt and they're going to get better because of that. Awesome. And they're in the NFC West. I mean, I know the Seahawks are going to bounce back. They had a rough year and I feel like it was an odd year, but all four teams have the potential of winning that. And they're all really good. Like, if the Niners decide to finally get rid of Garoppolo, which it looks like they're going to do, they're a real threat too. So, I don't know. I, I don't buy it either. Before before the season, I said – I think I was on um, Sam's podcast. I said that the Niners were one of the best teams when healthy. And I, I think I them to go to the Super Bowl. Almost nailed that. Um, Almost. I, and I think with healthy Trey Lance, they end up balling. See, I don't know. I don't know if I'm sold on Trey Lance. That like, I'm. I'm obvious. I'm not sold on Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think the obvious choice here is trade him. But I don't know. I just haven't seen enough out of Trey Lance. I can't make a judgment one way or the other because there's nothing to judge game film wise. You know what I'm saying? There's garbage time, and that's it. He played against Seattle and struggled against Seattle, and that wasn't garbage time. That was like three quarters, and he struggled against Seattle. And Seattle's defense was atrocious, so. I often an over college players from watching them in college. I do think Trey Lance will figure it out, and he will ball out in year two. I, I think he's that dude. I think he's got all the assets. Clean it up. Give him a full year of confidence where he's the guy. I think he got it. Fair enough. I, I mean, like I said, I can't I can't make a judgment because there's just not enough for me to look at, even with one bad game against Seattle. Like, it's one bad game. You can point at any quarterback and say, oh, that was a bad game. That, you know what I mean? So, not saying he's going to be great, not saying he's going to be bad. It's just not enough for me. What let's see, let's for Braden's sake, keep it within the within the NFC West here. Just kind of, you know, end of the season news. What do we think is going to go on with Kyler Murray? Uh, unfollowing like the Cardinals on all social medias and scrubbing his social medias. And then, you know, reports coming out that players are saying that he's selfish and we don't like him and all of these things. But then everyone's like, no, 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 the relationship's fine. Don't worry. It's all good. You're lying. You don't know what you're talking about. So did I, did I tell you my theory that I thought that was a Super Bowl ad? <laughs> that, that did not pan out. No, you didn't. <laughs> I thought I was like, no way. There's no. This is gonna like lead up to be a whole like Super Bowl ad about like something dumb, like whatever, like he cracked his phone or something, and like or I don't know. There's like there's a hack Instagram hack insurance you can get now. I was like, oh, they definitely got a spot. <laughs> I was wrong. It's just legitimate pettiness. He's yeah. is mad. <laughs> See. I, I think it's just the media throwing crap on the wall and seeing what sticks because they did the same thing. They're doing the same thing to Russ. Like, Russ is saying, I want to stay in Seattle, but they're saying, oh, no, he's getting traded. Like, he's literally saying he wants to stay in Seattle. Chill. I think it's the same thing. Like, unless Kyler says something, I think it's just media reading into a situation because I know there are some players that just go on those social media, like, binges where they cut everyone. Cut all the pictures, so. And I think Kyler is not a bad quarterback. I don't think he's the best in the NFC West, but I think he's got the weapons. 
I mean, also yeah. fair. I mean, you see kind of the same media shitstorm right now, obviously surrounding Aaron Rodgers. But one thing I didn't expect out of this media cycle, because we always get this at the end of every season, right? You know, especially with the quarterback carousel and guys retiring and this, that, the third. We always get some sort of shitstorm like this. But now, following along with quarterbacks, you got Tom Brady retiring, and there's rumblings that, oh, he's not really going to retire. He's, you know, don't worry, he'll be back, as Gronk said. And then now it's coming out that apparently Bruce Arians would come in and scrap entire game plans that Byron, you know, Byron Leftwich and, and Brady sat down and came up with and would come in like, nah, you're fucked. You know, but keep in mind, we've had this whole uh, Antonio Brown situation with saying shit about AB. So is, what is are we, what are we supposed to anybody? Hasn't Bruce Arians always been like this hothead my way or the highway coach, but it doesn't work for him? Isn't that kind of his thing? Also That's what happened wrong. in Arizona, wasn't it? Also not wrong. <laughs> yeah. So along those lines, then, do we think that Brady will make a comeback? Do we think it's just to get out of – you know, Tampa, and then he'll make, you know, take a year and make a comeback, or even just immediately. No, I, I, think he can make, I think he'll make a comeback. So we, we've got one yes, one no. I'm praying to God no, because I'm sick and tired of Thomas Edward Brady. I'm just fucking fed up with him. So if he could leave me the fuck alone, that would just be just peachy. Just be great. So the true sign of a goat, he needs to go to Detroit and take them to the Super Bowl. Like, like he's the goat, but he'd be the goat of all the goats if he could take Detroit to the Super Bowl. I don't inherently disagree with that. <laughs> I don't at all. Because I love talking about quarterbacks and teams with quarterbacks. James, how do we feel about Baker? <laughs> That's an emotional roller coaster. I... He's been one of my favorite quarterbacks, like since college. Another player, probably over romanticized. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this last year's judgment because the way I look at it is, year one was awesome. He had a, a solid ass rookie year. He was almost rookie of the year. Year two was atrocious, but you can almost write that off to Freddie Kitchens. Year three was great. It was the first Stefanski year, and he looked good. He looked like a 10 to 15 quarterback, more yeah. likely on the fifth side of 15. Last year, regrets, but he also had the injury. So the way I'm looking at it is you can only take – I'm going to take these three years into account, where the first year with Stefanski, the second year we're done, which was atrocious. And now this is the last year, which I guess is stupid to say because it is kind of a make or break, like, all right, if it doesn't work out, fuck it, send him. Um I'm, I'm going to stand by him as long as he is my quarterback. I have faith in him. I'm not going to trash him. He will – as long as he is starting for our team, my team, sorry, I don't care. I'll stand by Baker. Okay. Do you have a judgment on the AFC North quarterback there, Braden? I think they should stay with him. He's winning games for him. And – I know, James, you're more of a college guy, too. You know college well, but there's not very many quarterbacks in this upcoming draft that I would say, hey, that that's the guy. Yeah, for sure. No, God, no. 
uh, there, there's a lot we can talk about at some other point, but yeah, no. And that's the other thing is in this draft, I've talked about it on like breaking down the tapes post, get a wide receiver, get a stud wide receiver. And then set the, if you're not setting Baker up for success, great. If you can't like make that work, you're setting the next guy up for success. Right. And you know, fine. We have to draft another quarterback, but the next class is talented as hell. So I'll, I'll push that. I'll take it. Yeah. I definitely don't disagree with that. If this was like a ridiculously talented you know what I mean? Draft quarterback drafted. I'd be like, yeah, okay. You should have a discussion and there should be things that the Browns think about. But as of right now, as it stands, you don't have a shot at Aaron Rodgers. You don't have a shot at Russ. If he does decide to go somewhere, you might have a shot at Jimmy, but I don't really think that's an upgrade. Um, If Brady makes a comeback, you don't have a shot at Brady. Um, Deshaun Watson is probably not leaving Houston and who knows if he's even fucking playing. I would have such a hard time rooting for the Browns if they went for Deshaun Watson. I, I, that, there's a there's a big like moral dilemma that they end up going for him. I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. You know what I mean? So there's there's not much on the quarterback market that really makes sense for them. So at this point, it, uh, James, I 100% agree. Go go get a weapon. Go get somebody to either set Baker up for success this season or the next guy if you're going to go ahead and ditch him after this. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I mean, the Browns are at a point, and once again, we'll talk about this at another time, where quarterback values kind of starts translating. But are you going to get more wins out of a Malik Willis, or are you going to get more out of Baker? And you're going to get more out of Baker, and I'll tell you that affirmatively. Yeah, I mean, I agree wholeheartedly. You would have to see somebody that you're like, this, this, like you said, Brandon, this is our guy. This yeah, is like world this is the dude. Exactly. I mean, other than that, I, I should. There's nothing finally for once in my fucking life. There's no like quarterback controversies in in my side of New York. Mm-hmm. We know who our guy is outside of getting fucking Aaron Rodgers. There's Dick all we're going to do at the quarterback position. So I'm, I'm excited about that shit. <laughs> Trust the process. Zach Wilson will pan out. I, I think so. I think so. See, the problem and I've talked about this before on previous episodes the problem is that I'm coming off into the worst part of the life cycle of a Jets fan. So we get the off season where we buy into the hype and we're super excited. We're like, yes, the Jets might win 10 games this season. We're, we can, we can play football. We're the Jets. We're excited. And then the season starts and we get like three games into the season. And I'm like, ah, yes, fuck this team. I hate them. They are the absolute worst. And I hope they leave the NFL. We just pray that the season's going to end. It ends. We're out of our misery. And then I'm back into this cycle of thinking that, hey, they're actually a good organization again. So I believe Zach Wilson will be good. I think that time will tell us a lot of good things, especially with Michael Carter in the backfield and Elijah Moore on the outside. Um, but but I'm, I'm not sure if I'm just in that unpleasant part of thinking the Jets are good life cycle of a Jets fan. So. Well, what the Jets should do with one of their later picks, uh, Zach Wilson's Zach Wilson's favorite uh, college wide receiver is going into the draft. So he's not he's not a top top five round draft pick, but like a seventh round pick, and might help him. Someone he's familiar with. So, well, to your point, we've seen how that's played out this season in a couple of ways. The Jags went and got ETN. Now he got hurt, and that didn't really help them out as well. But then you've got, you know, Tamar Chase and Joe Burrow, and, and that connection's just been unreal. 
You know, stats and Super Bowl appearance aside, just watching them on the field together is something absurd. So I'm not entirely against that. And for the record, I am a Jets fan that believes they should draft a safety at number four. You go with the best available player, period. End of story. Love it. I, I posed about that. Kyle Hamilton's a stud, man. He's another one of those dudes who was, a, I think he was a dual sport athlete in Notre Dame. Or I so, yes. at least. He's athletic. He plays like Diet Sean Taylor when you watch him on film, and that's exciting. Diet Sean Taylor. I can't tell. I'm him telling how- you, watch, watch his film and tell me it doesn't scream like Diet Sean Taylor. <laughs> uh, no, and I don't disagree with you. I, I really don't. I, I know that there's a lot of Jets fans out there that are still burnt over the Jamal Adams thing. You know, <laughs> thanks for that, Brayden. Uh, but I'm glad he's done dick all for you guys. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, he's not bad. I don't understand the, the hate on him. Uh, he's because more of a linebacker. Angry. He's more of a linebacker, but he is more of a linebacker. But we knew that. But we're just angry, Braden. That's what it comes down to. Is we're just mad. <laughs> so we're gonna say that we won and that he sucks. And there's that. <laughs> That's a fair point. But but no, I know I know Jets fans are still mad about Jamal Adams. But you take the best player, and the rest will sort sort itself out. And Kyle Hamilton. Unless Neil falls to them at that point, which I don't think he will, I think you take Hamilton 10 times out of 10. So the fun thing about this draft class is there's no affirmative, like, 101. It, it goes all over the board, whether it's Neil, it's been Aquanu, it's been Hutchinson, it's been Thibodeau, which he's following. Uh, I fully... There's another one that I'm like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, fully, I fully expect uh, Neil to be drafted by the Jaguars. I'm, I'm willing to put that in, like, stamp right now, just because Edge, this is one of the first years in recent memory, Edge is super deep, and at the top of the second round, they can get a guy who can complement um, Josh Allen on the other side and be fine. So yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Yeah. But we'll definitely have to bring up uh, in future episodes. So this offseason, I want to try and bring on guys from every every fan base. We'll talk about their team a little bit, what their draft needs are, what they want to do in free agency, all that stuff. We'll uh, we'll do a draft episode as well as we get closer to the draft. We'll do some mock draft episodes. I know James was the brilliant orchestrator behind an idea like that. Um, so uh, for the fans, you guys definitely have to tune into that. Uh, definitely tune in to uh, the Noble Sports Guy podcast and obviously Pound for Pound that'll be on our medias and all the good stuff. So, gentlemen, do you have anything else for the fans? James, you need to make your uh, Disney women's football team. I want to see your take. My Disney what? <laughs> so, <laughs> you like so, the I'll, I'll, yeah, let, I'll tag you in the original video. You know on TikTok how they make those uh, Disney, Disney like football teams. Yeah. So I did one solely with like princesses and like female characters. Oh, dope. So I, yeah, I, I mean, know, Tom, I want to, I want to see your take. I want to see who you've got because uh, Zach did it and he killed it out of the park. I, I think it was awesome. So, bro, I, I did like legit. Like I had like lists of female Disney characters and I was like, all right, yo, who would I want? Like based off of like their skill set in the movies and shit. Like what, what do I need? Yeah. 
Like I went, I went like for like a week. I was researching this shit. I went off on it, dude. I actually, I have something cooking, which might end up being like a copyright strike. But you know, <laughs> you know when you see people like make those hype reels of like, who's the best wide receiver, and it's like some like like slowed down version of some like TikTok song that blew up super viral. Right. I'm just gonna do that, and I'm gonna jack some like Disney clips and just make it look like a hype film. I, <laughs> James just happened. Please don't just tease me with that and walk. I'm away. gonna try. I'm gonna try my hardest. I need this. I need this. <laughs> so guys, look for that. Um anytime pound for pound goes live, by the way, and anytime Braden goes live with Noble Sports, it will be on the breaking down the tape medias, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, we used to go live on Twitch, but I think we're going to switch over to Twitter now. We've been getting a little bit more engagement out of that, so I think we're going to move over to there as the third place we go live for the time being. But definitely check out um, uh, the Noble Sports Guy podcast. You can find that on all of your major platforms. We'll definitely be, now that we put this episode out, when we put this episode out, we will uh, officially give them plugs and give Braden plugs and let you guys know where to find them put all the official stamps and seals and stuff and uh we'll even i guess we'll shout out boda sports i guess since we rent we rent james from them every now and then so (laughs) ah you okay over there james i got something my eye we're good okay (laughs) i just got really i got really sentimental you know yeah i'm sure i'm sure (laughs) james do you have anything left for the fans before we go no i just appreciate you i love you guys you're so great. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm not going to say I said what I said, even though I just said it, because that's Hector's thing. But we will catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Oops. <laughs>